She's Rachel Casey. She's Maddie Weiner. And we're the smartest smartest people people in the room. We have a lot of opinions on film. And we just can't shut up about it. Ain't that the truth? (laughs) (laughs) This is a podcast where we shoot the shit. Just like Emmanuel Lebeski shot the 2003 masterpiece, Cat in the Hat. This week we're discussing the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. The Northman. Deep Water. The A24 uh, subscription. Con. Action movies. So stay tuned. Hello, everyone. Hello. It's been a while. It's been a while because I haven't seen a movie. That's not even true. (laughs) I mean, it's mostly just that we're... You haven't seen a movie because you're so busy. I know. It's, it's been got, a while because we're so busy. End. I know. It's I'm got gonna to die. Um, I only want to watch movies. I don't want to do other same. things. <laughs> oh my god. I actually do want to do other things. Some other things. But I don't want to go to work. But that's neither here nor there. Same. Um, uh, Rachel just made me hit record because I was going on about a certain hot topic in the news the thing that americans care about the most which is insane because we have so many other things going on in this world right now and in this country but it's the johnny depp and amber heard trial (sighs) anyway i was reading this article about how fandoms are now becoming like super conspiratorial and like because there's like apparently there's like a conspiracy like like people are watching this trial and they're not even just thinking things like Amber Heard is lying. Amber Heard is making things up. They're going past that and they're thinking she is doing a bump of cocaine from that tissue that she, she's not actually crying. She's pretending to cry so she can do a bump of cocaine in the courtroom. Or the theory that she murdered her own mother so that she didn't so that her mother wouldn't be able to testify against her in court in 2020 jesus christ which is like an insane thing to think but they think they, they're making these fucking crazy claims and like it's like this in you know all kinds of fandoms like in the article was talking about how there's like a strain of benedict cumberbatch fans who believe that his wife is the head of an international crime ring and that she's faked all of her pregnancies i swear to you Okay. Like, and that, and the, it's like this, I, a lot of them are like, these men who we love, who are actors, are being held captive and manipulated by these femme fatales who are bad women, which is, that was a big part of it. But just the conspiracy stuff generally, though, was like, shocking and weird to me. You know, it was an interesting piece. It is, it is interesting. I mean, I don't know, fandom itself is interesting. It's like... We live in a in an in an age and an era of fandom that is never existed before. Like right. you know, I think about nobody was out here standing the Pope in the 1400s. Yeah, and also even just like in the 20th century, I'm thinking and I'm like, I think about the movie Judy, mm-hmm. um, and the um, the gay man who stand Ju- Judy Garland and um, are, you know, and they, she goes in, she hangs out with them and they, they love her and they're hanging out and, you know, mm-hmm. backstage cause they want her autograph. But it like, I don't know. People used to collect like memorabilia and like, yeah. you know, like people used to be obsessed and they would like, you know, you know, they would be like groupie type activity, like right. follow people around. But like the advent of social media, Oh, God, you know, in this case and in every other case has ruined fandom. Yeah. 
They, 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 I mean, it's created parasocial relationships in a way that we never have had before. Yeah. Like, everybody who was a fan of Judy Garland knew that Judy Garland didn't know who they were. Yeah. And how could if, she? Even if they were, like, even if they felt like they knew Judy, yeah. they didn't feel like Judy knew them. Yeah. Like, like, like and, and now you look at Johnny Depp and they see him posting and they're like, I mean, there, there was a big part of that article that said that they have this idea that he is making references to things like he's saying things in the trial for them, like little shout outs. Like there was one part where somebody said that, that he had a jar of cocaine and then it's him kind of whispering to his attorney, like a jar of what? But it kind of looked like he said a jar of dirt, Mm. like from the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. And then the fans are like, oh, my God, he's doing a shout out for us. Like, he knows we're watching. Oh, my God. Which is like, People truly live in alternate realities. so That is like, that is literally, I I think that that is, not to get like philosophical (laughs) about the, you know, issues of our time generally. But I mean, I think that is like, that is the like over- arching theme of the time that we live in is that like no matter what people are doing they like literally live in completely separate realities from everyone else and and i mean that goes for you know like everything from marvel fans and johnny depp fans relevant to our podcast to to you know (laughs) QAnon people to people currently in Russia, Russians who believe, who like truly believe in the alternate reality that is being fed to them. Right. Like, and just like, we also experience different realities, even beyond believing in them, just because, you know, the amount of like privilege you have in your life shields you from truths about reality, you know? It's, yeah, I don't know what to do about it. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's just, it's just interesting though. Like, it's interesting how it permeates everything mm-hmm. is was the only sort of point mm-hmm. i was making is that like it is no longer just like a political thing and it is interesting that a lot of i mean you know culture including movies have become like a a like political feuding ground like that mm-hmm. is interesting mm-hmm. well you know i think part of it a big part of it is that the people who are doing the feuding don't have identities and they need to they need to believe in something and make that into their identity be that a fandom be that a political view whatever um and and so then when you attack the fandom you attack them you know you're attacking their very identity which it's true but it's like y'all don't have to live like this you know you, you can, can actually like, have an identity you can have an identity <laughs> your identity doesn't have to be that thing yeah like and it's a lot of it is young people you know, and hopefully some of them will figure it out. I hope so. I mean, I do think it's interesting. Um, I wonder if I've said that like three times now. Things are very interesting to me today. Um, <laughs> you you th- you always say, I think it's interesting. And I always say, the thing is. that's what, <laughs> You say the thing is, but I say, here's the thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so that... I feel like a certain subsect of, we'll say, younger millennials, and I do think older millennials too, but I think- And we are younger millennials. We are younger millennials. So we know um, what we're talking about. Are 
intrigued by the idea of moving away from technology in some ways. Yes. And I wonder if Gen Z will get to that point. I wonder if they will or not, because they grew up with technology in a way a bit different from us. I mean, we had technology, but we didn't have social media. Even us younger millennials didn't have social media until we were in high school, essentially. And most older millennials definitely didn't have it until they were in In college. college, Yeah, like late, you know, late high school or college. And so, like, growing up with a Snapchat when you're 10, 11, 12, like, that is a different world. Like, that is a different life experience completely different life experience yeah i mean for me for the longest time the internet was just neopets you know yeah like yeah it was mine was like games yeah yeah, and neopets was a huge part of my identity and i was obsessed with it and i created these like stories for all my neopets and like but really it was just an outlet for my creativity at the end of the day yeah and for, I think, a lot of Gen Z, hopefully, that they'll be able to look back on their Instagrams and their TikToks and say, it was an outlet for my creativity. Hopefully. But, I don't know if you've seen recently, this is totally off topic of our podcast, but um, the this, is, this came up because they were having um, hearings on it in the Senate recently about, um, like, social media and young people mm-hmm. um, and regulating it, potentially. And... Like, something like 60 or 70% of people who are under 18 are, like, suffer from depression. I believe that. Which is high. Very and a part, high. Of, a part of that is destigmatizing, you know, mental health problems. But a part mm-hmm. of that also comes from, which was the Senate, what the Senate hearings were about, was online bullying and things like that. But anyways, um, yes. um, back to Where movies. Where were we? What were we? Oh, we were talking about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Yeah. We're done doing that now, I think. I don't want to talk about them anymore. Yeah, it's we're good. Depressing. We're done. We're all right. <laughs> um, so I have not seen any movies. I have seen it. I, like, I rewatched Mikey and Nikki, but, like, I haven't seen any new movies. Yeah. Um, I've seen three. Um, I don't, you know, I don't want to get too deep into them because Rachel hasn't seen them, but I will say The Northman is a real winner. Like fabulous. The a lot. Okay. Fabulous, fabulous movie. Now I am into that kind of a thing. I like Vikings, first of all. Um you know, Norse mythology. <laughs> the movie opens on like two ravens flying over the sea. And, and Maddie was like, oh, my shit. Oh, well, I said to Aaron, two ravens, you already know who it is. And he was like, you're such a nerd. <laughs> because two ravens are Odin's. Yes. Ravens. Um, so it's exactly my shit. There are four, count them, four witches in that movie. Ooh. So, and one of them's Bjork. And I was going to say, and one of them must be Bjork. And one of them so. is Willem Dafoe. Kind of. Hell I mean, yeah. he does, like, a crazy weird ceremony with drugs. That's basically what a witch was back then. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I will say what others have already said better than me, but the one of the fabulous things about Robert Eggers is that he makes the past an alien land. It might as well be another planet. Right. The cultural values, the things people do and think and f- and believe are completely different from us. And that's how it really was. And it is a fine, it's a fine line to walk 
between, you know, in the past things were alien like that, but it was still people and people are people are people, you know? Correct. There's no, there's only so much we can be different from each other. And, but you know, so, so you have to walk that line. And I think that he does that very well. Like, you know, like in the witch, no modern person would believe so fervently that there are, there is a witch in the woods and she is sending us to hell. Right. Like no one would think that. Yeah. But they're the way that they respond to it and they're like fear. And then even in, in their family, like the jealousy and like the resentment is very real and mo- and still modern, you know, same with the Northmen. Um, like I saw, I saw some stupid people criticizing the Northmen because they didn't find the the main character's motivation of vengeance relatable. And I'm like, no shit, you're not a Viking. Yeah, no shit. But also, no shit. Nobody's ever killed your father and stolen like- the crown and <laughs> taken your mother. You know, like you're not Hamlet. Like, like of course not. If someone murdered your father, you would probably feel. Vengeance, like you but, would feel a desire for vengeance. But specifically in this culture, you know, there were very, you know, they believed in honor in this very specific vein, which was very eye for an eye. Like, if you kill my father, I kill you because I've sworn blood oaths to my family. Yeah. You know, before the gods or whatever. So it was very serious for them. It was very serious vengeance. You, you had to get vengeance even if you didn't really feel like it. Even if you weren't pissed. If you were happy, you'd still be like, oh, God, now I have to get vengeance against this guy. <laughs> you know, but you did it because it was your duty as kin. You know, stuff like that. And I, I appreciate that. Um, and, you know, I just love his um, uh, production design in his movies. Yeah. Production is, his production design is very good. And there's just, <laughs> there are just so many scenes that were just, like, so metal. That <laughs> I was like... Oh, like there's this, there's a scene where the berserkers sees the, the town and that's from the trailer when he catches the spear and throws it back. But when they're getting into berserker Hell mode, yeah. oh, when they're getting into berserker mode, they're like, the guy is doing this like chant around the fire and he's like, you're all becoming bears now. And they're like really believing they're becoming bears. Hell and yeah. that was real. That, that was, that's what berserker comes from. You I go into chance. a trance state and oh you believe God. that you're a bear. Oh well, my God. It's so good. And oh then they're like, they're like, and then I he catches the spear. a chant or a haunting song Get before ready, a battle. Girl. Oh, fucking run <laughs> through a brick wall. I love the Northman run soundtrack. Run me through a brick wall. You're going to love the Northman soundtrack. So the Northman, definitely in my top of the year. My favorite movie of the year so far. Potentially in the top ten. Potentially in the top five. I don't know what's going to happen. We'll see what There's happens. Lots of we'll see what happens. But um, that is probably the one I'm going to prioritize only mm-hmm. because Unbearable Weight and Massive Talent now only has a four o'clock and a nine o'clock showing. So don't bother. I, I, I think in I will, theaters. Don't I bother think, in theaters. I think I will like it a lot more than you, though. Don't. I'm... There's more important things in theaters. Is there? Yes, there is because because the only thing I I mean in theaters right now that is that, that I mean since Petit Maman is leaving our theater like oh yeah sure I'm just saying like the only thing is that the Northmen and Men and that's it is like true sure? the only things I mean unless we're going to see the Downton Abbey movie mm-hmm. are we going to see the Downton Abbey movie I'm not I haven't seen Downton Abbey um, so. I'm intrigued to see how much money that makes at the box office, I ha- though. I tried Downton Abbey, and I could never get into it. Um, I have never tried Downton Abbey, but I did like The Gilded Age. 
I know you do. I I know you didn't like it, but I'm like, I'm about that kind of like fodder that I can just like watch at nine o'clock before I go to sleep. It's great. There's that movie Pleasure. Is that actually out here? It's going to be. This weekend? I I don't know about this weekend, but Baxter has trailers for it. Oh. I'm at this weekend. I just don't know what's going to be here this weekend. But well, um, it's, it's I've already looked. It's just men. Men and Down Abbey is are the two new movies this oh. weekend. Well, um, the thing about Unreal Weight of Massive Talent is that it is. It seems like a lark. It feels like a lark, and that's fine. The scripts just needed some work, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like it. It is very self-aware. Like, it's doing a thing. It's it's a joke movie, basically. Um, but, like... That can go... I mean, that can go either way for you, me when it's a joke movie. You have to really keep the joke going. Yeah. And, and you have to be creative about it, too. And there's parts where they're not very creative about it. Like, the, the whole p- p- premise of it is that Nick Cage goes... To, he's he's gonna retire from acting, but before yeah, he does, I got it from the trailer. Yeah, yeah he's gonna go be with this playboy in Spain because he's paying because he's paying to him. come to his party, right? Yeah. Meanwhile, unbeknownst to him, the playboy is being watched by the CIA because he's an arms dealer. Uh, I see. And the CIA characters, Tiffany Haddish and Ike Barinholtz, who I love, their you know their lines are very stereotypical like cliche yeah cia type things like don't die on me like and you gotta be careful with that because it can just it can just be cliche true if you're not doing it in the right way yeah pedro pascal was really good in it i was gonna say that's the other thing about this is i love pedro he steals the show because he's so sweet and i love pedro and he's like you're nicholas cage like uh, i love pedro pascal yeah um, he's good. And Nicolas Cage is good in it. But yeah, and there were other things like you can tell that they did not have the rights to certain Nicolas Cage properties because like they don't make references to quite a few that mm. you would think they would. Yeah. Like the whole movie is basically like adaptation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't mention adaptation once and he was nominated for an Oscar for that. Right. So it's like okay. I, yeah, I hear what you're that saying. kind of a thing where I'm like you guys couldn't have worked a little harder to be able to mention adaptation. In yeah, the but also like, like, I mean, I'm not. I I actually am not sure what the background of that film is. Like, me is it an indie? Is it a studio? Like, where did mm-hmm. that where did that movie come from? But um, yeah, like, I was thinking about that too. I was like, how did this movie get yeah written? Like, I mean, it wasn't as far as I can remember at any festivals, was it? So uh, it has to be a studio. Has to be a studio. It is production of some kind. No, it premiered at South by this year. Oh, it premiered at South by this year, yeah. like a month ago. Yeah, and then it was released after that. Yeah, by, but by Lionsgate. By Lionsgate. Okay, there you go. Like, mm. did Lionsgate make it? I'm looking. Or did no. they just distribute? It's Saturn Films and Burr Productions. Mm, okay, well, that is interesting. Oh, then. wait. One of those is Nick, Cave's pro- Nick Cage's production company. Uh, I think that it really But I thought seems... the filmmakers went to him and had to convince him yeah, to do it. Yeah, and it's like, that's so bold that they wrote this screenplay and they were like, it has to be you or it'll never happen because it's about you. Yeah. And that's the other thing, too. Like, when it's about a real person... It was almost too friendly to Nicolas Cage. 
you know? Okay. Like, it would have been more interesting if it was a little more critical of him. Sure. Um, I hear what you're saying. It just presented him as this, like, tortured artist who just makes bad decisions in terms of projects. Does he make bad decisions in terms of projects or did he make bad life decisions in which he needed money so that he had to do bad projects? Because that's the reality of Nick Cage. Like I know, and they I don't think that's really what they show in the okay. movie. Like I'll have to see it to yeah. to know for sure, but And there's a lot about his relationship with his daughter and I'm just like yawn. Yeah, well <laughs> I I agree. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm very yawn about that shit too. I think that's I love Moneyball, and I think that's the part of Moneyball that drags it down, Mm -hmm. is the, like, shit with Brad Pitt's daughter in that movie. I'm like, oh, saw, like, oh, Mm -hmm. whatever, we don't need this. I'm like, we we can literally... Like, the thing that's motivating this man is this, his imperiled female child grade. Yeah, like... Yeah, whatever. But it was, it was fun. I had fun. And I laughed out loud. I love, for sure. I love to have fun and laugh out loud. I mean... So, yeah, it just... You could easily watch it at home and be fine. Okay. It doesn't even really have that great of, like, cinematography. It's fine. Sure, it's but fine. It's, not it's, like, a, it's a comedy. I mean, yeah. comedies aren't yeah. filmed that way. Right. Like. So. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. You know, yeah, it was fine. If I were you, I would. Well, you're seeing it this weekend. I would probably see The Northman. Yeah, I would say. That. Yeah. Because that one has shots that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the volcano the beautiful shots of iceland like oh my god just gorgeous gorgeous so yeah um and then the third movie i watched was deep water did you watch deep water i did indeed over several sessions yeah i bet it did take several sessions it honestly did make me want to read the book because it's a patricia highsmith book yeah and i like her and um it's an interesting premise and i know that they changed some of it well they, they modernized it they said it in modern uh, times and like they changed some elements for the movie but it's fucking boring yeah it's kind of what i thought like people i'm i'm not into that kind of i'm not into that kind of shit so i thought i would think it was boring and it was very poorly cast in yeah. my opinion um my understanding is that a big part of the book is like premise this guy's wife cheats on him all the time and they kind of have an understanding about it like he knows that if he stops her she'll leave him and he doesn't want that but he hates it. He hates being a cuck. Mm. Um, and so he gets fed up with it and starts killing her lovers. Or does he? It's like a question. Yeah. I think anybody who... Well, I can't say that without seeing the movie. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that without seeing the movie. So I mean, you can say but, it to me, and I'll cut it out. I mean, it's fine. I don't know. You I, was, I was just gonna say that I think anybody who th- said that movie was good when they saw it is like in a little bit of a like culture bubble like i think i think somebody will watch that Mm -hmm. three years from now and be like what the fuck was i thinking well like yeah i really wanted to like it because it's an erotic thriller yeah and i want them to return to us we need them in our culture and they've been gone for so long but it's neither erotic nor thrilling it's not even erotic no i mean the only erotic thing about it is that anna de armas is just so beautiful like, it's literally not erotic at no. all. Are you serious? They literally have a sex scene. What is the... Listen. What is the point? Listen to me, Rachel. I think <laughs> they think they think they thought it was erotic when it was making it, but it's not titillating at all. They literally have a sex scene and have a hard cut to a children's soccer game. Oh, my God. What is what is And it's because this? Sam Levinson wrote it. Oh, God. I hate that guy. I'm just going to go out on a limb. No, I don't like it's him. It's totally fine. But 
a big part of the novel, I think, is that is the question of their reputation because they live in a very affluent community and their friends and their neighbors are a big part of it. And the people who played the friends and neighbors were really weirdly cast. Lorel Howery was one of them. Um, okay. Tracy Letts is one of them. And he has like a much younger wife, but it's, you know, and like it, Tracy, Tracy Letts really do be like winning Tonys and Tracy then Letts, being in deep water. <laughs> he really just will be in any movie. And I like, like love him and I'm happy to see him. He really like his, his plays continue to get like, <laughs> Like masterful reviews on Broadway, his, and then he, he was just... one of the best parts of Deep Water because he was really like that Ben Affleck guy is killing. Me. He was like believable. He was like pissed. He was like, I'm not gonna let him get away with this. That's kind of his character. But everybody else was just kind of like around, like all of their like other friends or like other actors who you like are like, I know that guy, you know. And but it's just yeah. like these are Ben Affleck and Anna De Armas's friends. Right. These people. They're all hanging out and having adult p- pool parties and like <laughs> getting drunk all every weekend. Oh, and then Ben Affleck's and Anna de Armas's daughter, little daughter, is played by an actress who is obviously Asian. <laughs> <laughs> like she's mixed, but like she's clearly half Asian, and you're like okay, neither of you are Asian, so what's going so on what's here? what's the deal here? And then you're like, and then you're kind of like, oh, maybe they're setting it up that she's not really Ben Affleck's daughter. No, because then they, oh, all they talk about is how smart she is because he's a computer genius and so is his daughter. Oh so it God. is his daughter. This was an insane movie. I almost do want you to watch it because <laughs> there's like a whole subplot that Ben Affleck's character raises snails. <laughs> He has all these snails in his garage. Incredible. And like this, honestly, Finn Whitrock is like, we should oh eat some my- of your snails. Oh he's like, well, you have to starve them first or else they'll be poisonous. And you're like, oh, what are they talking about? It's snails. You're honestly selling me on this. This is like, <laughs> it's, that's the thing. I would like, recommend this like it. Sounding, this is like sounding a little camp to me. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's too boring to be camp, no, unfortunately. Too, but there are parts where you're like, I think what it needs is a drinking game. Uh, or something right. like that. But it is like entertainingly bad. You know you know I love entertain I mean yeah. you know but I'm a serenity is not girl. Good. Like, like I can't <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> you know you knew that. You like serenity? Yes. I think that movie is so funny. It is I'd have to so funny. Oh Okay, I'm sitting here thinking you're talking about the fucking Firefly movie. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was no. like, I'm talking about the Anne Hathaway, gotcha, gotcha, Matthew gotcha. McConaughey. I still haven't seen that. Whatever it is, We're gonna watch I'm not going to call it a disaster because it's not. It's yeah. very fun. It's a miracle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah. I think I think Anne Hathaway and Matthew McConaughey would tell you that it's a miracle. <laughs> well, yeah. So Deep Water is like not good, but I do recommend watching it because it's on Hulu. Why not? I mean, it's yeah. super long though. You, oh, you're going to have to break it into Ugh. chunks. Okay, I'm going to quickly, we're going to take a break and then come back. All right, we're back. What else do we have to talk about um, in the time remaining? Lots of con. Well, do you want to talk about A24 first? Get it in. Oh, yeah, I mean, we can. I don't care. I know you really want to talk about it. Um, I mean, I just like... This I had a bit of old news, but yeah, not really. I had more feelings about it at the time. Like yeah. my passion has waned, but like it is silly. It is still there. My passion is still there. Of just like 
Oh, we're talking about the A24 uh, subscription that you can sign up for that, importantly, does not give you access to any of their films. Has nothing has to do nothing with Has nothing to that. do with their, like, I their mean, films. You know, imagine like, me seeing A24, we're announcing our subscription service, and I was like, oh, does this mean discounts to the A24 screening room? Yeah. Like, anything at all? Advanced screenings? Anything at all? No. It's, it's advanced access to merch. And it also, I mean, it does give you, I think some levels give you access to the screening room, but like. No, it gives you like. All access. They have their zine, their zine subscription. You get a birthday gift. You get added to their close friends on Instagram. That shit. Oh my God. No, you're, um, you're totally right. You don't. Yeah. Yeah. They have like merch discounts and merch early access an exclusive merch and a membership pin and then additional perks will be revealed like priority access to IRL events, concierge customer service, free movie popcorn and more. Like, are they going to send me popcorn in the I mail? I don't know. Am I going to have to pop my A24 branded popcorn bag in the microwave? <laughs> like, what is this? Like, like <laughs> truly not even discounts to the screening room. That's you can't crazy. even swing for that shit. That's crazy. That's wild to me. This is like, I mean, it's not that I don't like A24 and let's, and, and I, it's not that I don't like their movies and it's not that they've not been incredibly successful because look at everything everywhere all at once. It is really crazy. It only dropped 8% last weekend. It's crazy. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's in its like sixth maybe seventh week of release of wide release mm-hmm. and it only dropped eight percent speaking week of, over week have you seen That's jamie lee insane. curtis shitting on <laughs> dr strange in the mountain of madness yes it's just oh, cr- what an icon it's great. she is it's great. she is such a kook i love her anyway i love her i might i mean literally like she was already a legend but when she was just like yeah uh i did all those yogurt commercials because i wanted to hang out with my family and i made a shit ton of money and i was like god legend legend absolute mm-hmm fucking mm-hmm. legend mm-hmm. like i all of us could only hope to be that awesome mm-hmm. like it's true <laughs> but anyways no, i mean like a24 has its merits and they have produced some of and distributed not really produced they have distributed some of my favorite movies of the past five to seven years mm-hmm. but i mean i don't know it's just like past 10 years really i mean i wouldn't say sp- <sighs> moonlight Moonlight, yeah. You know, there's there's a lot of movies that, like, don't have that association with A24 because they kind of came out bef- when they were still kind of Well, when they were up. just distributing. I think a Moonlight more is a Plan B film because that was the production. Oh, I see what you're saying. Company. Yeah. But, like, but you're right. Yeah. I mean, you're right. They've been doing, they've been in the distribution they've game been for longer distribution than we game. remember. Yeah. Because they weren't Well, their so first named. big distribution was Spring Breakers. Which is fabulous. Yeah, I mean, I love Spring Breakers. Yeah. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it's one of my favorite movies of the past decade. Okay, fair. But enough. it's like it's still a great movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyways, I just it's not that I don't like A twenty four. It's just that like, what is the point? Like, where is the line between the commodification of film and like the art of film? Like, you know, mm-hmm. like what are we all here for if it's not the actual art of film? If yeah. you're just here for 
fandom, mm-hmm. like we were talking about before, it's it's just it's an interesting shift in the way that we like view and experience and yes consume mm-hmm. culture and art. I think it's very targeted towards Gen Z. Oh, it for sure is. Um, I mean Euphoria. Yeah, <laughs> period. Um, but. And, like, I think that when they're targeting the millennials, they're like, here is a coffee table book of the, the script. Don't you want it? Yeah. Here is I have a podcast that my sister, two a Gen Z bought me. people who you love talking to each other, David Byrne and Mike Mills. Why don't you listen to podcasts? But for Gen Z, it's beach towels. Yeah. You know? Um, and, like, that's savvy. But it's, it's, it's for sure savvy. And, I mean, they're going to have an IPO at some point, And... Make a lot of money mm-hmm. when they finally become a publicly traded company. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know. It's, it just, it's, it's a different version, honestly, of Disney in a way. Like, you know, it is the, I can't think of the word of exactly what it's called, but like, it's like drop culture, um, like luxury goods. Um, they, there's a word for them um, that are, they're like, I'm sorry for saying this. It's, I mean, somebody somebody should roast me for saying this, but it's honestly just another reflection of nationalism in our culture. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, but, but that's exactly what I'm talking about, like, with the identity thing. Nationalism is also seeking an identity <clears throat> in, in your country. Yeah. Well, you know? I mean, that's just what I'm saying. We're all seeking identity somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then everybody, once they find that identity, is obsessed with protecting it yeah and with showing it off mm-hmm. and with the display of that identity mm-hmm. um and i think that's and i think the a24 subscription is a is a yeah you know really great example of that trend <laughs> in our society so what large. you're telling me is you didn't join it no i did not join it for five dollars <laughs> a month or 55 dollars a year i didn't join it either because what the hell am I going to do with that? Nothing. I'm not. I Nothing. don't buy their merch. I can't afford it. Like, I am poor. Um, also, like, what is the point of getting added to... What is the point of, like, paying to get added to a close friends list? Like, because then you know that the content on the close friends list is also just curated. Like... Yeah, but it could be, like, sneak peeks and stuff and, like, behind-the-scenes stuff, which I would be interested in. Yeah, but somebody's just gonna screenshot it. So, like, what's... a fair point. I mean, you know, like... It's a fair point. Um... What was I gonna say about it? I don't remember, but... But, yeah. It's uh, silly. It's silly. It's silly. And we should always be reminded of... Brands are not your friends. Correct. Brands are not your friends. But we should always be reminded of Neon in this moment, who is doing the same thing, but better, question mark? Really? What are they doing? I don't know if they're doing it better. They're just, like, they are also, like, an upstart, you know, Mm -hmm. distributor who have, uh uh-huh, won a Best Picture Oscar also, Mm -hmm. um, and are, you know, distributing films that are really interesting and distributing films that are normally wouldn't have so much wide distribution and release in America, but they're doing a good job of giving them wide distribution and release. Uh, But they're doing it a lot with foreign films, um, which I think is more impressive and interesting. Yes. They're doing pleasure. 
And Crimes of the Future. Oh, sorry, they're doing Crimes of the Future. And they did Petite Maman and The Worst Person in the World, and they're doing Memoria. Yep. So. And they, of course, did Parasite. Yes. And so. we are going to see Memoria, just so you fans who've a- literally, who've, who've literally asked, just so you know. Just so you know, all of our uh, two and a half fans. <laughs> Out um, there, we are. We have tickets to see Memoria. It's gonna rule. Um, not convinced it's gonna rule, but it's gonna be there. <laughs> <laughs> um, we can. We're we're mid con right now. It's only day two, so there's not a ton of con. I even say we're mid con. It's two weeks. That's true. <laughs> the con has only just yeah, begun. Yeah, con has only it's just only begun. Just begun. That's right. But next episode, we'll have a lot more to talk about. But so far, all we really have to talk about is uh, Top Gun. And Tom Cruise. Yeah, Top Gun. I mean, it was the big mm-hmm. blockbuster have premiere. Have you seen the original Top Gun? I have seen the original Top Gun. I do not think it is good. All right. I have not. You would not like it. Okay. At all. That's all I need to know. <laughs> That's all I need to hear. People always try to get me to watch it because they're like, it's homoerotic. But like, uh, that's not... Maybe. I mean, when I when I did watch Top Gun, I was maybe not as attuned to those things. I mean, I was much younger. But like... Even when I was young and like, there's no way it's as homoerotic as Point Break, so no, that's absolutely true. You know, um, it is not. That's the standard. And it's I honestly, have. it's very like it's very broy. Yeah, in a way that is like, I mean, I can you don't get me wrong, I can love broy. One of my favorite movies is Everybody Wants Some, and that's a broy film. Yes, that is. is literally just dudes being dudes. But Top Gun is like dudes being like emotionally suppressed dudes right. that are also like kind of mean to everyone <laughs> um hashtag toxic masculinity <laughs> i am happy for glenn powell happy for glenn powell although i wish he didn't have to be uh, everybody wants some star uh, <laughs> yes um wish he didn't have to be relegated to he's a better actor than being relegated to you know, second, yeah, in a Tom Cruise movie, but like, and unfortunate that what's his name is in it. Correct. But also, I don't really even care because I'm probably not gonna watch it. So I, I won't watch it in a theater. Yeah, I like, might watch it because I have heard it's a pretty good action film, and I can be into like zoom 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 airplanes. Like I can mm-hmm. be into that. But I like action movies. I think. Either when they're fully balls to the wall. No, that's what I like. Yeah. Fully balls to the wall. Yeah, I want it to be nuts. I don't want it to be necessary. Like, like the original Fast and the Furious movies, I'm not interested in. But I would watch the newer ones where they're, like, diving, driving off of submarines or whatever. Like, that's interesting to me. Yeah. You know? I, like, I can be into the kind of movies that are action-y, but also, like, a standard, like, you know I liked Ford v. Ferrari, which is just, like, I'm not making any claims that it's, like, some, like, film, like, up here on par with everything, but I enjoyed it, and I think it's a tight film, and I think those kinds of films are hard to make, Mm -hmm. and that people don't respect that kind of filmmaking enough, and I'm, like, that is a, that, that is a difficult film to make. Yeah. And James Mangold did a good job in making it. Yeah. And so I can be into like that kind of, I'll call it, you know, 
I don't know what to call it, like, um, family action. Um, sure. You know. Yeah. As long as the action is filmed well. Dad movie? And Yeah, dad movies. I can be into dad movies. Yes. <laughs> I feel like I saw something recently that was really tight. But I don't remember what it was. Actually, I heard Top Gun is... Top Gun Maverick is kind of tight. Like I heard, well, this, that's I've heard like good I've things this, about it. But I've it's heard like, the script oh. is actually kind of tight. Yeah, but but like the action movies I like are like John Wick, or right. which I'm actually not as into. Which yeah. is interesting. I mm-hmm. like Mad Max Fury Road. I love Mad Max you know? Fury Road. Well, I like John Wick because I really like fight choreography. I don't like John Wick as much just because I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I get the appeal of it of like just sitting back, having a good time, watching like a dude, you know do stuff mm-hmm. but kills a guy with a book true now that's good stuff and i get that <laughs> and and but for some reason i don't get why it's not for me because i could like watch like medieval fights all day long i'm like <laughs> just like i'm like man slice his head off with a sword you're gonna I'm love the it. north man like <laughs> and i'm also like happy to sit back and watch the lost city of z and be like it's a great popcorn flick. I'm having mm-hmm. I'm having a great time with this popcorn flick. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, my attention is not as um, captured in things like John Wick or the Fast and the Furious movies or really the Mission Impossible films or... Mm-hmm. I should watch those. Or, um, like, Transformers. Like, well, I'm Transformers not... is all CGI. Like, I'm not interested in True, that. True, but I'm just saying it's still spectacle. You know, it's like... I The thing about the spectacle that... I like that I I think is I do prefer mm, practical effects more because I can of course I can tell myself human that's a human right doing that you know which right. is exciting to me that's the really spectacular thing to me it's also why I like you know dancing movies um you know I watched not that long ago Quo Vadis from 1952 or 3 which it was the most spectacular movie of all time up to that point. It was it had like the mo- the biggest cast of all time because there were so many extras because it was mm. about ancient Rome when Nero was emperor and that movie is a damn spectacle. I, I mean, and I like that. You know, I guess like saying spectacle is like not in a good way because I do love spectacle. Mm-hmm. You know, I love. You know, I love Lawrence of Arabia. Which I've never seen. Spectacle. Mm-hmm. You know, he was gay. Lawrence of Arabia? The real man. Like, the real man? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, I was like, who are we, who, who are we talking no, about? Sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I love Master and Commander. I've never seen I would like to see. I would like to see it. You know, I love Gladiator. Mm-hmm, Spectacle. Mm-hmm. You know, I lo- like... Kingdom of Heaven, another Ridley Scott spectacle. Is that the Crusades one? Yeah. Okay. But I appa- I haven't seen it, but apparently the director's cut is much better than the regular. And I even like the regular Kingdom of Heaven. So, but anyways, I do like epics is what I like. Yes. I don't necessarily like the spectacle of it, but I love mm-hmm. an epic. Mm-hmm. I like um, the spectacle, I think. And an epic lends itself to spectacle for sure. Yes. But sometimes epics are bad and can be boring to me. I agree. No, I mean, I 
I don't because disagree. they're not being spectacular. I don't disagree. I do think some epics can be bad mm-hmm. or or just not interesting. And I mean, I think a lot of older epics are like that, like Cleopatra or something like that, that are like not super interesting. Side note: Did you see that like coin like with the face of Cleopatra? In it? Yeah, that was like she's ugly. It was like she's ugly. <laughs> she's a normal lady. Come she's on. a normal lady, but she's also a normal inbred lady. Inbred lady. So yeah. Um, but anyways, Top Gun seems to be getting pretty good reviews. I mm-hmm. think it's going to do spectacularly well at the box office. Oh, yeah. All the dads are going to die. Um, which, on one hand, is... On one hand, it's like, I'm glad that it's Warner Brothers, right, owned, has it. I don't know. I think Warner Brothers has it. I mean, I'm... Ha- I- I'm happy for anybody that isn't Disney mm-hmm. making a shit ton of money. Warner Brothers makes money from DC, too, so I can't say that they're not making money. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm happy for studios to still be around. But also, at the same time, it doesn't do us any favors to be like, a movie can be a huge hit if it's not based on nostalgic IP. Mm-hmm. So, You know how I feel about nostalgic IP. Yeah. Not great. Not great. I mean, I don't either, so. Mm-hmm. Um... And that's why I like Northman. It's not nostalgic. I'm really IP. surprised that the Northman a... was not didn't make more of the box office. I didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't is... under the assumption that it was going to do super well. But I did think it would do fairly well. I don't think Robert Eggers even gives a shit. Like I think he was like, I fooled them into giving me all that money. <laughs> I don't think he gives a shit. But like, I think that you and I should give a shit. I do, but it's a weird movie. I don't disagree, but I thought the trailer was relatively approachable. Yes, but I think the word of mouth has gotten out, and people are like, I don't know. It was pretty weird, dude. You think? Because I thought... Maybe that hasn't helped it along the way, but, like... Because when it opened... Um, it didn't. I mean, it opened softer the than they thought weekend it would. Was not great, but then the Monday it was better, wasn't it? Like as soon as, as, soon as the week started. I can't remember. Like something. There's some weird thing. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm all for like happy for Robert Eggers for. I'm always like for somebody get like getting the money they want and like fooling everybody and getting out. I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm a, a Sturgill Simpson fan, so yes. but like. I just think that we should root for these movies to do better. I do, but, you know, I can't do anything about no, it. No, we can't do anything about it, but it's still, you know... I told everybody to go see it. Worth I my paying part. attention to, you know? Yeah. Um, it could just be that people are burnt out on sword and sorcery from Game of Thrones. It could be. Which is a bad thing for all these TV shows coming out. Amen. <laughs> It's a bad thing for the Lord of the Rings show, the most expensive television show in history. Mm-hmm. And the new Game of Thrones show. Which is about, about to, to premiere drop. this year. Yeah. So both of them. So yeah, but I thought it was great. The only one of those I might watch is the Lord of the Rings one. So mm-hmm. I will not be watching the Game of Thrones prequel, probably. I probably won't either. I've never been a big Lord of the Rings person though. I was a very big Lord of the Rings person. It was like the first I mean I watched Lord of, my dad let me watch Lord of the Rings when I was like 10 so like that was my first like introduction to epics actually like one of the first adult movies I watched was an epic Mm -hmm. you know was Lord of the Rings one of the first movies I fell asleep one of the only movies I've fallen asleep to as an adult 
was the two towers. The twin towers. The t- the, yeah, the two towers. Um, not the twin towers. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. I um, fell asleep. <laughs> so, yeah, it's actually I like that one. It can be boring, but mm-hmm. like. It's okay, Kara fell asleep. Uh, we For some reason, we made her watch Return of the King, and she hadn't seen the other ones, <laughs> and she fell asleep watching it. But then, Kara loves epics, and I was like, you would love these movies, they're epic. And then we finally watched all of them, and she liked them. Well, I do like in the first one, <laughs> when the works say, meat's back on the menu, it's boy! So he says, looks like... <laughs> Looks like meat's back on the menu. <laughs> Most iconic line ever. Also, potatoes. Mashed and boiled up stingham and stew, which is in the second or third one. Yeah. But that was a crossword clue the other day for me. Was it? <laughs> yeah. It was potatoes. You don't know because you don't, in the two towers, whenever, speaking of like chants and haunting songs before battles, when, uh, I, I think it's been so long since I've seen it. It's either Mary or Pippin, but I think it's Mary. Um, sings a haunting song. Sings a haunting song. Right. You you never. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to watch it. I do we're like that Enya song. That's like. May it be an evening star. Whatever it is. <laughs> I and, but I never knew that was like a Lord of the Rings song. I had only heard it uh, just by itself, and I thought that she was singing in like Gaelic. But no, she's singing in Elvish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Pippin. I'm sorry. Oh, how dare you. I always tell Irene that when The Hobbit goes back into the public domain, I'm going to make her a quiet character-driven adaptation because that's how it should be. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think you mean you mean the Hobbit movie. You'll make the movie a quiet yeah, yeah, character because yeah. I was like, I mean, the book. Is. That's what I'm saying. Okay, the I was like, okay, I was like, I was like, Ugh. it's like not actiony, really. You know, like yeah. there's parts, but like mostly it's just them hanging out. Yeah, mostly fires. it's just like Bilbo, like just like. That's what Bilbo Baggins hates. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly it's just Bilbo, like, vibing. Yeah. No, whenever we we read The Hobbit when I was a sophomore mm-hmm. in, like, A Hero's Journey. Yeah. Um, we read uh, it when I was a freshman. Uh, unit. Um, and then we actually watched um, Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah. Um, as like and then we like did like a we did like a hero's journey like kind of like filled out the hero's journey like for the hobbit and then we watched slumdog millionaire and filled out the hero's journey for slumdog millionaire no, i'm just we just i just had the vhs of the animated right hobbit. right i'm just but i was just saying like we didn't watch the animated version because we watched slumdog it's millionaire. crazy because <laughs> there's like weird rot- like a lot of rotoscope sequences in that movie and they're like uncanny valley a little bit but the songs are good mm. like the misty mountains go. <laughs> so good. Okay, we have to stop. We have to stop. Right <laughs> I'm about singing the too much. That's how you know it's over. That's how you know that episode's over. <coughs> Some jokes. It's a real uh, hodgepodge of an episode. But, I know, you know. But that's what happens when you don't make an episode for weeks and weeks. Yeah. So it's fine. But anyways, uh, more con content to come. More content. More con content hey. to come. <laughs> uh. There's uh, lots of movies premiering. Mm-hmm. Um, we started out with Top Gun and we'll end with uh, Kelly. So mm-hmm. in a couple weeks. And um, we're going to go watch In the Cut now. We're going to watch In the Cut. I'm going to see it for the first time. I hope you like it. I, I don't even know if I really like it that much, but I it compels me, though. <laughs> it really does. All we can ask for is compulsion. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye, everyone. 
go to the movies. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at SmartestPPLPod, Smartest People Pod, and you can get in touch with us at SmartestPeoplePod at gmail.com. Please subscribe in whatever podcast app you like, and please tell a friend. Our theme music and interstitial music is by Scott Boyce, and he can be found on Instagram as at Scoogle, S-C-0-0-G-L-E. This is Maddie Weiner. This is Rachel Casey. Reminding you that we're the smartest people in the room. And go to the movies. Go to the theater. It must be nice to always believe you know better. To always think you're the smartest person in the room. No, it's awful.